G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Now that's their own words, but that's basically saying that this Messiah was going back all the way to the beginning, yeah, to, right. to Eden, yeah. the beginning of creation, and his entire destiny was to suffer for the people. Mm. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We've been on a quest on Foundations to learn all we can about the person the Bible calls Mashiach, the Messiah, about whom the Bible has a lot to say. It would be true to say that for most of us, we have no difficulty in believing that Jesus, Yeshua, is unquestionably the Mashiach. But for some, still struggling over the issue, we're going to focus on one particular psalm to see if we can identify some specific similarities between what David prophesied and what we read about Jesus. Speaking of prophecies, we've actually looked at a number of prophecies that detail about either the life or behaviours um, or what happens to Messiah and looked at some mathematical probabilities, mm. which is pretty far out <laughs> if, you, if you really want to get down to the mathematical grittiness of it. To me, it's an open and cut case to me it is but as you said there are still a lot of people who are unsure and we're looking at the biblical uh, concept or idea of Mashiach there's been bazillions of them throughout history Mm. but the Bible has the most to say and what's been really fascinating is that we're reading the same scriptures Jews and Christians that is and yet we're coming to completely opposite conclusions Mm. yeah that's right but if let's as you said we're going to look at Psalm 22 to look and see what it says, to see if there is any similarity between what actually happened in the life of Jesus. Um, it, it's hard to get my head around still to this day. When you read the same scriptures, you look at the, the, the life of Jesus and you've got Jews who will absolutely die before that they will admit that Jesus is the Messiah. And yet, as Christians, we would die rather than deny that mm. he is not yeah, the right. Messiah. So anyway, but there, you know, there's a lot of history behind this. Well, there is, and let's just look at some of the uh, the history of this psalm in particular. Psalm 22 uh, was understood that it was written by King David in the late sixth century, around 587. Uh, the experts think so, roughly 600 years before the birth of Christ. There is a little bit of debate as to whether it was written all at one time or whether some verses were at a later date, but certainly it was written around that period of 600 years before Christ. So there's about 31 verses in Psalm 22, and we're going to focus on just a a number of the verses, not the whole lot because it would take too long, and see exactly how um, or why it is that so many in the Jewish community discount Psalm 22 as being about the Mashiach because um, in their mind it sounds too Christian. It sounds really Christian. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, right. If a Christian reads it, you sort of think, well, this is describing the crucifixion. So I guess from that perspective then of the Jewish community, who would they say Psalm 22 is written about? Well, funny thing is, is they really say that it's actually about King David. Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi Uh, He said that Jesus cannot possibly be the Jewish Mashiach because when he was on the cross, he begged God to save him. And because God didn't save him um, and because he was unable to save himself, he says he cannot, he cannot 
possibly be the Mashiach, mm. and that's his argument. And then uh, I've mentioned Rabbi Rashi before. Yeah. Uh, he also um, believes that the lament in Psalm 22 is because the Hebrews were destined to go into exile and that David was reciting this prayer in Psalm 22 about the future of the, the Israeli people, the Jewish people. He's basically saying... Psalm 22 is about Israel, not the Messiah. Mm, okay. Well, are there any Jewish writings that would say that it is about Messiah? Because you'd expect there must be some. Well, I'm really glad you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> there are, actually. There are. And and I've got to say that uh, this research actually is not my own. It's from Dr. Itanbar from the Ministry of One for Israel. It is the best website. It is such a great site by Messianic Jews to reach Jews. Mm. It's really good. But anyway, he says that there is a famous uh, Midrash. Now, a Midrash is basically an ancient Jewish commentary on the Bible, like the Talmud and the Mishnah and all that. And it's from the 8th century. It's called the Pasikta, Pasikta Rabati. And it actually uh, does attribute some of the words from Psalm 22 as coming or being about Mashiach. This is what it says, quote, It was because of the ordeal of the son of David that David wept, saying, My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to my my jaws. You lay me in the dust of the earth. Mm. That's basically a quote from Psalm 22. Now, according to that particular 8th century Jewish Bible commentary, King David was describing the future suffering and the death of Mashiach, the son of David, Mm. not David himself. So here's another portion from the same Midrash, and it says, during the seven-year period preceding the coming of the son of David, iron beams will be brought low and loaded upon his neck until Messiah's body is bent low. So there, there it is. They're saying it's Messiah. Mm. It goes on and says, Then he will cry and weep, and his voice will rise to the very height of heaven, and he will say to God, Master of the universe, how much can my strength endure? How much can my spirit endure? How much my breath before it ceases? How much can my limbs suffer? Am I not flesh and blood? And during this time, the Holy One, blessed be he, will say to him, Ephraim, my true Messiah, long ago, ever since the six days of creation, thou didst take this ordeal upon thyself. At this moment, thy pain is like my pain. At these words, the Messiah will reply, Master of the universe, now I am reconciled. The servant is content to be like his master. Mm, Now, that's their own words, but that's basically saying that this Messiah was going back all the way to the beginning, to to Eden, the beginning of creation, and his entire destiny was to suffer for the people. Mm. Isn't that amazing? It that is. was the understanding of the rabbis. Okay, this this is basically a commentary. It's again, it's like a personal in my own words kind of description by yeah. these rabbis. Okay? And it was written by Jewish sages, non-Christians in the 8th century. Now in another portion of exactly the same midrash, it says of the Mashiach, the Messiah, it says Ephraim, our our true Messiah, even though we're thy forebears, thou art greater than we, because thou didst suffer for the iniquities of our children, and terrible ordeals befell thee that did not befell the firsts of the lasts. And thine eyes grew dim from fasting, and thy strength was dried up like a potsherd, all these afflictions on account of the iniquities of our children. Mm, wow. 
So they're basically saying, this is the Messiah who is from ancient times and he is going to come and he's going to suffer for our children, for Mm. us and our people. Yeah. So I guess that's really saying that Psalm 22 is this anguished prayer of a martyr who suffers and dies for the sake of his people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this was the understanding of the Jews for most of Jewish history. It's really been in more recent centuries and very much modern days where they've just become really, really determined that it cannot even Mm. remotely be connected to Jesus, the Messiah. That's just too much. It's just too big a step for them to take. Uh, You know, and there's a part of me that kind of feels sad and a part of me that feels frustrated. Sad because this judicial blindness is something that has come upon them from God. I can't condemn them for being blind. But at the same time, it's blatantly obvious that it's not talking about David. When we return, we'll look more at this Psalm 22 and find out who it is really describing and try to clear up some of the misunderstanding. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 